0: At long last, I am able to say a few words of
1: my own. Read my lips. Government, government is not the solution to our problems. Sounds pretty good. morning, Agganis in America. Look, Big translation Yes, we have. Government is the problem. Welcome everybody to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal.
0: My name is Tim. I'm a conservative.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Please check us out on our website at libcon.podbean.com. We're in, we're on, we're on Stitcher. We're in the iTunes Store. We're in the Google Play Store. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at LibCon Matt. Tim is a LibCon Tim. Buy Tim's book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. Uh, sorry for the mix up about last week. We 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 should have had a show. We did have a show. We did. A we show did have there. a show. I was, was there. I was totally there too. It was phenomenal. The only problem was that Tim's computer failed to show up. So, yeah. Uh, let's just call it technical difficulties. Tim's computer sends its apologies. It promises to do better tonight. It does. And I'm watching it. Yes. Tim's going to pay closer attention to his computer so that you can actually hear what we do over the next hour, which is, you know, talk about stuff. So it was a super great show, though.
0: Best it was, show you guys, ever. Huge. It
1: was, it was really good. Big league. Hugely Big good. league, Big league. Really good. Big league show. Yeah, it was. Big league. So, but you know, anyway, you could hear my side of it, which I strongly consider doing. that's, but I don't know, that seemed just wrong because, you know, there were a couple of breaks in there where you talked for like a really long time, so it would have been weird. Yeah. But I don't know. One of these days, you know, we'll do like a we'll do like a B sides kind of thing, so you can listen to just my side, and then maybe I'll deliberately screw up, and you can just listen to Tim's side of one of these and it'll be weird anyway uh so yeah uh well tonight we're going to talk about we're we're going to go we're going to go over one of the things that we didn't even get to last week which was deregulation because we feel like we should talk about that uh there was bernie and and ted's healthcare debate uh, about awesome. a, little, a while ago that was really really good and we had a really great conversation about it so we're going to try to do it again uh and and well we're going to talk about dj and all of his troubles uh, from the last few days, because I hope that catches
0: week. on beyond us. I hope I hope DJ President DJ sticks around. I love that. I, I love uh, that title. I,
1: I, I kind of do and too. That was I'm me. enjoying that. that. I was you. I've really heard anywhere else. Anywhere else. Uh, someday, John Oliver is going to get a hold of it. One day, and we'll be one of those little hashtags. Hashtag live yeah. Hashtag DJ. I love John Oliver. He's, He's back. Awesome. Did you see the show?
0: He's back. Yeah. He well, I saw parts. I saw part of it. It was really good. It was. Really I love the part. He made a comment about how he was like, if you know, why am I talking about Trump and the truth? You know, when we usually do random obscure things like, you know, <laughs> special tax districts, which is true. We really did a show, and I was like, <laughs> I saw that. I saw I that did. show. That was super good. <laughs> it was. That was a great show.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! It was. But the, it was. It was. It was. I don't know. The whole. It was. It was. It was very good. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go on repeating John Oliver. I have much too much respect for the man. So.
0: He he is great. We need more funny conservatives. This is really the main issue with our movement is that we're not funny enough and we need to work on that.
1: Well, and I'm sorry, guys like John Oliver right now take you to the house. They do. Well, and they do it so funnily
0: that even if you are conservative, it's hard to not like them. You know, like it was really, I mean, think about it. There is not a single really funny, famous conservative comedian out there. You know, you look at all the late shows. They're all all liberals. You know, Fallon, you know, tries to be the nice guy, but he's he's definitely not a conservative. Uh, yeah, Mar Oliver. Where's our guy? Huh? I, I got look, that one Bill Marr but at least they're all
1: angry. A, Bill Mar has at least attempted to be... I mean, he supported John McCain a long time ago. Yeah, but he's
0: not a conservative. I mean, come on. That's... Ridiculous. He tried to be a libertarian
1: <laughs> I mean, at one point.
0: I mean, no, you're wrong. I like Bill Maher, but I'm, he's definitely not a. Yeah, you can't give him that label. No, we just have angry people. We have who's that girl who? Her and Trevor Noah have their hilarious little feud going on. Oh, she's a mess. She was just on Bill Maher. I think. Yeah. yeah, angry. She was on Bill Maher. Oh my gosh, I, I have I to think watch so, that. I, I
1: think so. Is that her? Oh, uh, Tori uh, something. Yeah, Ang- Tori. angry, angry blonde girl. Blonde blonde girl. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know Jeez. you're right i mean I, I don't know why is that though i mean i you know you, because you are correct I, even at one point i think people thought rush was was funny because maybe way back in the day he he was kind of funny and then somewhere in there he got scary because he, he just, was a, yeah he was afraid we, we of obama just, so yeah we just turned scary that's what it ends up being I really legitimately am trying to think of a funny conservative or someone. It, in it's not there. I can't. it's not, not there. It's not there. There's right? not
0: even funny, really You know, funny, enjoyable politicians. You know, y'all got Al Franken and and Obama was hilarious. Obama was great. He cracked me up. Bush was never that funny. Reagan wasn't that funny.
1: Well, not on purpose. HW
0: wasn't funny. Yeah. Bush wasn't funny on purpose. <laughs> uh, no, that's no good. Yeah. <laughs> that's awkward. We haven't had any. Yeah. Christie, Christie had funny moments.
1: Yeah, he has. I mean, and he I mean, I'm sorry. The takedown of Rubio was was really Pretty damn epic. funny. I mean, that that was yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. And that wasn't even an, an attempt at comedy. It was just yeah. awesome. I don't know.
0: I I saw an article saying bring back Christie. Like I guess apparently hey, Trump and Christie had a lunch or something, and that it was you know this idea that Christie was the only was exactly the type of person that could write. I, I think
1: I read that article, yeah, because yeah. they he needs somebody who can actually run stuff, who has some yeah. experience running anything apart from I don't know Breitbart or, or the Republican Party, uh, you know. And I mean, I'm all for it if he can write this mess, but it's not really a mess because the idea no that it's mess. a mess. Is fake that's fake, just that's the fake media. news.
0: That's fake that's news. That's fake news. He's actually confirmed more people in this period than any other president in history. He's actually a, wait no, it's the opposite of that. Right. It's he's done more it's actually the longest.
1: He, he's done he more was. in the last three weeks than any other president ever did in ever being presidential ever history and he all, had all of the, the biggest electoral victory all the history since Ronald Reagan no that's just what he heard someone handed him that
0: someone, I, someone gives me information throw, and I say it. It's, it's it it's like
1: and if I'm if that's I'm what not you're if supposed I'm, to do
0: oh it's the exact opposite of what I teach my students every day
1: Dear God. He actually followed Jeez. that like he he followed so he 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 brought the electoral the electoral college victory up again today. This was the biggest landslide, the most substantial biggest landslide electoral college victory since Ronald Reagan. And then a reporter got up and said, "Well, no. Not even close." And he said, "Well, Absolutely. I meant Republicans. Republican victory since Ronald Reagan." And then someone brought up George H.W. Bush and the thumping he put on Mike Dukakis. And then he said, "Well, if I do good, Melania brings me a graham cracker. I or someone just handed me this. No, that's not. No, that's not what he said. Wait, he said somebody. He said I. I know. I that was Melania long. out of this. Poor good and lord, poor, Kiffin, poor Melania. Too. Jeez, yeah. so I know. Just awful, terrible so people. Haters. I'm going to go shop at Nordstrom's anyway. Uh, so he 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 actually said someone just hands me these things. I don't know what they are." I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> and I uh, read them. People this hand me stuff. This I read one it. Is a I a baseball card. It
1: that says Dwight Gooden, New oh, York Mets, 1986. Dang it.
0: <laughs> How long does it take to get impeached? I mean, what is the in process? I was, I was with you guys. I was all for it. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> hear it. But it's not going well. This is going badly. <laughs> Jeez!
1: <laughs> oh, I swear to God, I can hear Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell just collectively shaking their heads all the way from here.
0: <laughs> and Penn, I, I can't imagine Pence is thrilled. I can't imagine. I can't imagine because I like I like the vast majority uh, of people that he has surrounded himself with. Um, I, I think that's a fair statement. I, 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 have, I have mixed feelings on previous. I I lean towards not liking Banyan, Bannon, Bannon Brandon, whatever. Darth Steve. Steve. Um, but but I certainly have. I mean, everyone who's been approved at this point for the cabinet, with the exception of maybe not Betsy. Well, okay, I am not anti-Betsy. Now I'm not pro-Betsy either. But I, I am not anti Betsy. All right, you know. Okay, I guess I understand. <laughs> I approve of some of the people <laughs> that he has surrounded himself with. Mostly the military folk. Um, they all seem good. Yeah, thank Flynn's God. gone, so yeah, don't I, have to worry about him. So, but you know what? I think just, dog's I think Mad Dog is out there kind of, of doing of his own thing. Did you, did did you see that? Where he's, he's he he basically Mad Dog's a badass. Don't say All it. my right. You know, Don't I'll, say I'll, it. Let's we'll skip over. It. All right. So well, you brought it up. Let's
1: Flynn. move on. Flynn, Michael Flynn resigned. That guy. That guy. That guy was a freaking disaster. He was just a mess. He had no business being in there in the first place. I couldn't. I couldn't have been happier that he's not there anymore. I, the only way that I well I could be, and that would be if Bannon left. But. You know, Flynn being gone, the guy was just a whack job. I mean, he's one of these people that's been tweeting about how the Muslims were taking over Flint, Michigan, or Deer Creek, or wherever the hell that is, that they say that uh, they're running the town by Dearborn. That's it. They're running it by Sharia law. He's tweeting about that crap and Mr. Conspiracy Theory and whatever, and now he's gone, and and the hell with him. I'm I'm glad. Uh, You know, this actually looked like the first sort of decent move to me that Trump was willing to, uh, you know, say no out by And then of course, we had a press conference from hell today where he got out there and said, Well, you know, this isn't actually his fault. He didn't do anything wrong. You know, he I mean, he, you know, well, he, he kind of did something wrong. But it was all fake news. And you know, it's really all the fault of the media and the leaks is why he's not there anymore. So I don't let's let's talk. So let's talk about this leak thing in, in the first book because my you know what I I don't know if people go out and if there are people in the administration that are talking to the press about classified information, that is illegal. But talking to the press about what goes on in the White House behind the scenes is a time honored Washington tradition. And. My theory on it is, is that that Donald Trump has been, his entire life, he has been able to control the narrative, or at least attempted to control the narrative on who he is and what he does through, basically through bullying and non-disclosure agreements. Nobody in Washington gives a shit about non-disclosure agreements. That's point number one. And point number two, it is, it is, it is a very different animal to, like, Bully the the lifestyle editor of people versus bullying the entire news desk at the Washington Post.
0: Yeah, well, and two, help me out with the intelligence stuff that's being leaked. Like, I guess I don't understand why what was leaked about Michael Flynn would have been classified in the first place. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Okay, so what classified information has been leaked?
1: See that's the thing. He did, well yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of the whole problem with his little rant.
0: Okay. So, there's leaks of classified information that we don't know about. Those are crappy leaks. Like they need to be leaking better so that I know about them in order for them to be leaks. I I feel I mean maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I but to me it sounds like what you're saying, right? Like that the, the, yes, people in the White House are talking about how badly things are going and internal struggle. Tho- those aren't leaks. I'm sorry. To me, that's not a leak. A leak is what you're talking about. Classified information, these sorts of things. That's a leak. That's dangerous. But these sorts of things aren't leaks. These are people within the administration talking about the struggles of what's going on and not wanting to tell anybody and doing it anonymously so they don't get fired. It's not leaking. It's gossiping. It's gossiping. Again, a time-honored Washington tradition. Sorry. That's, yeah. Duh. And And two, how does he get off being so angry about the leaks when he spent so much time praising WikiLeaks, which actually is dangerous classified information? I I, I, I don't know. Is is, is (laughs) Donald Trump (laughs)
1: hypocritical? Gee, I didn't know. When the Uh, hell did this happen? I don't know. I, whatever. You know, I, you know what? I, I don't even like, I want to be outraged. I tried to, or something, or anything, or surprised, or whatever. But, like, I, I tried to watch the news conference. I saw the news conference. It was the entire election season.
0: Just well, transported to the press
1: room at the White House.
0: Uh, I mean, well, it wasn't any different. Yeah.
1: It was no, the same I, shit.
0: Uh, so, I, I, you're right. You're right. This is the same shit, different day. Uh, but I mean, giant round of applause, I'm sorry, I, round of applause to the people who are gossiping behind Trump's back and to the media who are reporting it. This is what they're supposed to do. This is their job. We as the American people have a right to know what these struggles that are going, that are going on. If there is leaking of classified information, that's a whole nother story. But until I see more of that, I'm going to say, good job. Keep it up. Thanks for keeping me updated.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, you know, because it's obviously pissing him off. I mean, and and that I'm sorry that at least it's it's sort of like I mean I don't know it's it's if it makes him this mad it's hard I mean if I were a reporter I'd keep right at it it'd be great I you know just because look what I can do I can get the president to I mean do you really think that the New York Times is failing at this point I would bet you their circulation is probably going up.
0: Hell, SNL is SNL is blowing it up, and he always talks about failing SNL. No good anymore. Actually, no, ratings are highest they've been in twenty years.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, I've, I've watched more SNL in the last six months than I have ever. Yeah, I never cared about SNL at all
0: until Alex until Baldwin came along. I never, I didn't watch them any.
1: Good God, watch them any? It, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know that that's what. Yeah, that's not the it's, right, that's it, not it, quite the okay. phrase. You you teach whatever. Latin, not English, so it's it's fine true um i mean I, you know i ma, yeah melissa McC- uh, the sean the sean spicer thing did you see the one that this one the new one that was
0: fabulous. Uh, with the fabulous. giant stick of gum oh my god one. <laughs> i'm living myself to this one stick <laughs> <laughs> was...
1: oh my god you yeah. know
0: and i felt like spicer gets a, got a bad rap for like uh, what i read of what he how his response to it was that it was funny You know, he made a comment about the gum or something. I thought he took it laughingly. Now, he did say that the way they portrayed
1: Trump was mean, uh, which is so mean. Just so mean. Media so mean. That's what that's what that's that's a hashtag. I don't think has taken off Is hashtag media. So mean
0: media. So mean, I think
1: that needs to be like I thought surely to God that was I I, I thought of that and I thought that's got to be a hashtag. And I looked it up and there were only like three of them on Twitter. and I'm going, well, that's not, I I don't know that me and my 180 followers, half of which may or may not be porn could get that one off. So, you know,
0: no, I mean, and the thing that kills me about Trump is that it's just the classic guy who can dish it out, but can't take it. Right. Because I mean, this is a guy whose signature move was giving his opponents mocking nicknames and he's talking about other people being mean. Come on.
1: Except for Fox and Friends. They're very they're they're very fair, very nice, very good people. That's 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 a good it's a good show.
0: Man, I'm sorry, like Fox 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 doesn't seem to be putting up with this much. Like, I mean, everything I've seen from Fox, they don't seem particularly excited about the media stuff. I actually have taken to watch I've taken to watching Fox to find fair and balanced coverage all of a sudden. <laughs> Why? Because, well, because they don't have Okay, look, I'm sorry. Like I okay, one all for the media, right? All for the mainstream media. Good job. Keep, you know, great. But they definitely don't like Trump. I mean, there is obvious clear animosity and it's been there since the campaign. Now, he brought it on himself.
1: It's it's been there right? since that first that that news conference right after right after he got the nomination somewhere back in when was, I don't know, July something. He had sealed it up and he had that one, remember that one news conference where he just absolutely went, went crazy on everybody and said uh, something. He said, he called that one guy. He said, you're you. Yeah. You're a real beauty right there. You remember that? That, that was, I don't, I don't know. That was when it, that was when they really got mad.
0: Yeah. And so, and so like he, they are absolutely right. And I, and I think I said this on the show before, before the election that they are a, they, It is absolutely true that the media at this point is out to get Donald Trump and they will portray everything he does in as bad a lot as possible. So knowing that Fox is conservative and like wants to make, you know, wants the Republicans to do well, you know, it it, at this point, because because when they're willing to criticize Trump, it really demonstrates that they're doing that Trump that Trump has done something bad. Uh, and they're, and they're, they are willing to criticize Trump and they have been. Uh, so at this point I almost do feel like they're the most fair and balanced because they, they don't have this desire to destroy Trump that I think is definitely there for a lot of people in the media. Um,
1: Oh, I'm not necessarily uh, arguing that point when I say Fox when I said that Fox and friends, they're very fair thing. That was a direct quote from him. Like, Mm. that's that's something I, gotcha. that's something he's actually been going he even said it today that he you know he he pimps fox news every which way that he can because he loves well,
0: it. well he better be careful because that some of the stuff i'm watching they're not particularly thrilled with some of the things that he's saying either so
1: yeah well as as prince once said who's pimping who so um Anyhow, so so let, let's let's talk about some of the stuff that's actually happened in the last little bit instead of this, you know, a, apart from just the news conference. So uh, Flynn resigned. I I don't know that there's much more to say about that. Is it Pudzer or Pudzer? Pudzer.
0: Pudzer. 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 Think.
1: Carl Jr. He's gone. Uh, I, I the GOP bailed on him basically. Uh, so. You know, there were the the domestic abuse allegations and a whole bunch of other things going or, going wrong with him. And, and everybody in the party said, absolutely not. So he backed out. He's got a Man, What's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Alexander Acosta.
0: Alexander Acosta Okay,
1: is coming in and I don't even know anything about him. What's what's his deal?
0: He's solid. Okay. And, and a lot and a lot of a lot of people like him and people on the left like him. Um, He's he's Hispanic. So a lot of people are happy to see like someone who is not white uh, on Trump's cabinet. Um, but he's a, he's, he's, he's a lawyer. He's been involved with, um, labor relations and disputes for, for most of his career. He was on the labor relations board briefly under, uh, W. Um, so everyone's sort of seeing him as good, solid. Now I will take this moment to stand up for putzer. Uh, you know, I, I get the dislike people had for him because he was a CEO. Um, now that said, I would have the same reservations if a president appointed the head of a labor union to run the Department of Labor, right? Because they have an obvious bias. So I I understand their concern, but at the same time, as a CEO, he does have enormous experience with labor issues. Uh, he simply is coming at it from a different perspective, and I don't think that disqualifies him.
1: Well, and I mean, it's uh, also and another he got, thing. He
0: got, Go sh- well, he got shunted. Uh, one because of the domestic al- domestic abuse allegations, which happened 30 years ago, and she has since recanted. And she was recanting in the 90s, right? It's not like she all of a sudden was like, "No, never mind." She's been recanting that. Uh, two, he got ousted because because he had a undocumented worker as a housekeeper.
1: And another one. Another one pay. of
0: those. <laughs> And obviously therefore did not pay taxes. And by another one uh, of those. I mean, another one of those
1: scandals. I didn't mean another one of those immigrants. That's, that's a terrible thing that you, you listener, you thought I just meant another one of those scandals, which these, it always seems to happen to those guys. Go ahead. Because he has been
0: a supporter of immigration reform of pro immigrants, immigration reform. Um, which, I'm sorry, a uh, round of applause for being pro-immigration reform. And a lot of people hire everyone I know almost who has a housekeeper, hires a housekeeper and pays them cash. It doesn't even matter that she was an illegal immigrant. He may not have even known that she was an illegal This was just a person that he was paying cash to clean his house. Everyone does this. This is completely normal behavior, uh, and it is not scandal-worthy in any way, shape, or form. And as someone who feels that our illegal immigrants, well, I'm—they're illegal, and so obviously, like, I'm not up in arms. Everyone's up in arms about the deportations. I'm not up in arms about that. They're here illegally. Oh, you know, you are breaking the law. That said, I think they should be here, and I don't mind them. Finding work where they can, and I hope that one day we are able to grant them uh, some form of legal status to be here. Uh, so I hate that that was used as an excuse for getting rid of him. And then he ran racy, the the, the famous ads of, you know, scantily clad women eating burgers. Oh, whatever. Well, Give me a break. He was, you know, he was trying to rebuild Hardee's and he did. Hardee's became delicious. I was
1: going to that's what, uh, I, that's the only thing I want to say about this, that. Yeah. You, you got to, I mean, I what, like, don't like whatever the guy's good at his job. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know if he, he took over Hardee's in 2000. I don't know if anybody knows where Hardee's was in 2000, but like, it was not what it is today. I mean, it was 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 sort of listless and just Mm. not really competing. And And then he brought the thick burner. I mean, they they turned it around. That was the rage. They did. They really turned it around. So, and it was under his leadership. And how
0: hypocritical is that? And the the thing that kills me is that's mostly people on the left, right, who are ranting against them. The left, which is, you know, run by Hollywood and, you know, just an extreme liberal side of things who constantly use sex in movies and commercials and everything. And we're going to go after this guy because he did the same thing. Give me a
1: break. Oh, Hollywood. So There's an objective. What? No, wait, hang on. Yeah. I, I can't maybe, finish maybe, that statement. Yeah, Sorry. No, my Yeah. yeah. They do. yeah.
0: I, I mean, so I, I'm, I, I'm perfectly happy with Alexander Acosta. He seems like a good guy, but I am not celebrating the departure of, putzer i think he was a perfectly good candidate
1: i don't know i mean he didn't I, d- I don't trust ceos but i mean as ceos go he didn't he didn't bother me that much and you know i mean i don't know about the domestic abuse stuff you're right i had read the same thing that she's been her canning for a long time you know and i don't i i think that th- okay here's the thing that bugs me that that and we we haven't gotten a chance to discuss this but I, I did want to bring it up a little while back because like you, you remember, okay, so Mel Gibson had the um, got uh, his new, his new movie. What, what was it called? The one about the. the oh yeah, uh, I didn't see the, it, but it looked amazing and I'm so crap, angry. I, 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 didn't I cannot watch it. think of the name of it, but it's, it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. The,
0: the, passive soldier. the, the, the
1: comeback was... of Mel Gibson as a director. So, and of course, mm-hmm. if you go to various liberal places, they still want Mel Gibson strung up by his toes over the admittedly not great stuff that Mel Gibson did 10 publicly, 10, 15 years ago. What is it 10 years ago? Even six, seven, eight years ago. And he did. He said, did. Some, he said some terrible stuff. He got, he got hammered. He said some terrible things. He was obviously not the best of husbands, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not, I'm not denying any of that, but, what, what baffles me sometimes, particularly coming out of the liberal side, is this idea that, that uh, because you have indiscretions in your past, you must always pay for them, even if you've been paying for them for whatever reason at, at any period of time. This was sort of, I think, the darker side of what happened with Cosby, because... Cosby should have been paying for everything that he was doing for years, and he got away with it. But because Cosby got away with it for all this amount of time, we now have to make everyone who's ever had any sort of allegation against them, we've got to make sure that they pay for it. Publicly, we shame them completely, and we continue to do it for the rest of their natural lives. They should never be allowed to work, do anything in the public forum ever again. And there's no... They can never apologize enough. Or satisfactorily enough, and I don't know that that's—I don't know that that's fair. I really don't, especially. I don't. don't Does that but I mean, because that that kind of bothers me a little bit,
0: you know. No, it it bothers me too. All these things that are getting brought up from from years and years and years before, you know, like like the famous Trump video. Like, okay, yes, like I, what he said there was gross, absolutely. Now, Trump continues to say things that about women that are disturbing, so uh, that just seems to be one more thing demonstrating it. But theoretically, if that had been the one thing, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much you, you know, something that happened 20, 30 years ago, something someone said. I'm, I'm terrified of stupid shit that I may have said, you know, coming back to haunt me. Uh, especially stupid shit I said when I was drunk. Good Lord. I used to get I used to black out once a month. God only knows the kind of crap I probably said. Oh, I know. Do you want me to You know what I said. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I, I mean, mean I can tell you right now. You know, Lord, am I is my twenty first birthday gonna come up when I run for governor in twenty <laughs> years? Like
1: Jeez. No, you know what? Because Sam said he was gonna let you have that one. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sorry, none of you know what we're talking about, but it was really funny. I did well. Some of it wasn't all that all, all that funny. It's funny now. <laughs> funny
0: now. It funny at the time. Um. But I
1: mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that, like, you know. And again, I like the what the birth of it, the birth of a nation. Director Nate Parker is his name. He mm-hmm. okay. And again, it's 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 a terrible story because the woman that this happened to. Nate Parker went out and made and I'm not saying that I'm, t- I'm not taking sides in this because it's just, I'm just I'm, I'm confessing that I have mixed feelings about how this ended up because Nate Parker made this movie that was supposedly phenomenal and I saw it and it was it was amazing it was a great film obviously a talented guy now that doesn't mean that he should be just because he's talented he should get away with everything but he was accused of raping a girl when he was in college. He was arrested for it and acquitted. Later on, the girl who had been and the the his victim—it's a terribly sad story. The victim had suffered, uh, had suffered uh, a mental, uh, obviously some kind of mental breakdown, dropped out of college, and ended up committing suicide. Again, it's a, it's a it's a terrible thing. So, in that respect, it's hard to wonder. You can't deny the effect that that night had on her. And, you know, with him being acquitted, if it actually, you know, depending on how it went down, you know, but and then 10, 15 years later, he makes this movie and then that story comes out. And now he's basically persona non grata like that movie's gone away and he he has nothing. There's no career nada. And every time you bring it up, like I'll I'll read there are certain places that I'll read. Well, they'll just start off with like rapist and horrible person, Nate Parker the guy was acquitted in court. I mean, at some point, don't we still have some sort of innocent until proven guilty thing here? Or are we just innocent until the liberal media decides that you're guilty? Well, and, and, and then, I, I, again, I don't, and I'm with, not, this with, is with, not to with, discount what happened to that poor woman and how she must have felt about it. I have not, you know, this is not an anti-victim thing or any of that stuff. Obviously victims have a right to be heard and I want them to be heard. But at the same time, it feels like we're losing a bit of due process in the, in, in we're, we're not finding a balance between these two things. I feel like I'm going to get just mauled for talking about this. Well,
0: and, and, but I think it's a
1: conversation that needs to it be, does. Had.
0: it has to be had. And it doubly has to be had because of the, you know, the Obama rules that were put on colleges, you know, uh, That, you know, they were expected to, well, with the the Obama rules that were put on colleges and the way that they handle uh, sexual violence allegations, uh, that basically outside of the courtroom, you know, that that colleges, college boards and professors were expected to basically hold trials, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, over allegations and students were, and they were expected to deal out punishment to those students, regardless of whether or not they were found guilty or innocent in courts of law. Um, and
1: okay, see, that's terrifying.
0: Well, well, yeah.
1: Now it's. It, I mean, if you're just accused of yeah, something, somebody can yeah. jump up and say, "This person, this person, this guy raped me." Mm-hmm. And then that guy just has to be punished.
0: Yeah. Kicked or, out of school. With no or. or all sort, yeah. I mean, um, and, and it, and, and but, but, and that's why these conversations have to be had because Obama's heart, obviously, is in the right place. Obviously,
1: and I hope mine is you know? too. But um, I don't know.
0: And the issue that the the, the, the ever present issue there is that for so long, rape was handled horribly in the courtrooms, right? Uh, and and in and society, in society too. right? It was handled awfully. So there's this there's this struggle to just to, to to allow women to be heard and to find ways for rape victims to come forward without slut shaming um, and without the all the things that are done to discourage and and tear down uh, victims of rape. While at the same time trying to provide a, a fair trial. For the person who's been accused, uh, and a hold to a, a very dear and precious aspect of our of our legal system, this idea of a person being innocent until proven guilty, um, and it's a very difficult conversation, and, and there's not easy solutions, but the way that we talk about people is important, and if we're falling back on, you know, rapist, horrible person. When, when, when it's, when it's allegations and there's no, and especially when they're acquitted and they're still being called these, ah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this. So I I think you're, I think you're right to have mixed feelings. And I would say that I definitely have the same
1: hacksaw Ridge. That's the name of the movie
0: There we go. Thank goodness.
1: And he, and he's nominated, he's nominated for, for Oscar. Good. I like Bill Gibson. Um, uh, for it, I, you know, and I, I read I, actually what what prompted this was back in December. I read an article on the Daily Beast where the the the, the headline was Hollywood officially pardons Mel Gibson for shame. <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, and, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you With know, Woody Allen's and the entire strong. thing was. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is the same media that that does that really pays no attention when Hollywood has basically been ignoring what fucking Roman Polanski did. And I even read all this crap from the same people that want Mel Gibson straight. They, they write articles saying that we should have brought Roman Polanski back years ago. Bullshit. It, it, you know, pick one. It, it doesn't, I don't know. It, 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 it bugs me. And, and, I'm, and seeing people in Hollywood, people, art, people that I respect as artists, Act as though Roman Polanski did nothing wrong. Right. See, that's the difference to me between Roman Polanski and Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson has been kind of meandering around Hollywood, acting as you know, in this black hole again, persona non grata for like ten years, not maybe not ten years, six, seven years, long time, whatever. For in Hollywood years, it's a, it's a lifetime. Uh, he hasn't really done anything of substance in ages. Uh, whereas. Roman Polanski just ran, went to Europe, and has been able to not only to continue his career, but win awards. And he has never turned around and faced the music for what he did. He could have gone to prison and been out for, like, the last 30 if he'd have just sucked it up and gone. You know, it, I don't know. It, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Why is what Mel Gibson did so horrible? But Roman Polanski, well, we got to let that one slide. I I don't know. I, it just drives me up a wall. Round of applause! You've been wanting to do this for ages. Go for it. Well,
0: I'll, I'll give my my round of applause to to, to General Mad Dog. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but he told NATO in a, in a very straightforward way um, that they had to start meeting their their quota. Uh, every NATO member is expected to put X percentage of their GDP towards their military. And the United States does it, and then some, uh, almost double what's expected. But other than us, there's only four or five countries who are meeting their quota. Um, Some are just horribly behind. Others are only a little bit. Uh, But he told them, you know, with the... With the increasing dangers that from whether it's from terrorism, but even more so just from Russia and everything we're seeing there, you have to step it up. Uh, and he did it without the the bluster that Trump did, and we're not going to fall through. You know, maybe we won't defend you. And He did it with all that without all that bluster, but he told them what needed to be said um, that they they do have a responsibility to fulfill their quota. They can't simply rely on the United States to continue spending billions and billions and billions on our military, which we do and we will continue to do, but they have to, they have to step up. So round of applause to him. He also
1: didn't do it with, like you said, with the bluster, but he also didn't do it with the threatening. And he also Mm -hmm. uh, was very clear on where he stands on Russia, which was very contradictory to what DJ says. And, and I, you know, I, I applaud him for that. I thought, you know, I, I, and I don't know, it's hard to tell where that's coming from. Is he just basically giving the boss, the finger is he, uh, you know, contradicting Trump with permission from Trump who the hell knows, but you know what, that's a more logical, reasonable stance than anything that's come out of DJ's mouth regarding Russia at all. So, you know, whatever, uh, my round of applause goes to, to John Oliver. Good to have you back, John. Thoroughly enjoyed the show. I didn't know I was going to when I brought up John earlier. When I brought him up earlier, I didn't know I'd get to do round of applause because you know you were being lazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great. It was a really great show, and man, it was nice to have that back. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, he's awesome. Always fun to listen to him and hear his perspectives. Are always um, well. I mean, I generally end up agreeing with him, uh, but there's no. You know, a lot of comedians they throw out their punchlines and that sort of thing, but his his stuff is well researched, uh, and he is basically giving a lecture for thirty minutes uh, with some jokes thrown in there. So yeah, it's, it's it always impressive, very
1: much so. So um, we, we we've been way off topic, but there were most of the night, but there were a couple of other things that that, that have been going on. One, Russia, North Korea, but particularly Russia, they're out there kind of poking the bear. And Russia is doing some stuff that is a little out there, even for them. There's the ship out there 30 miles off the coast of Connecticut right now uh, that Trump actually said, I should just blow up the ship. I wonder what they'd say if I did that. Maybe I should just blow up the ship. You know, uh, cute, Don, whatever. But, uh, I mean a lot of i i got an npr saying this morning that eh, you know there's a lot of the i I think and and I and I think this is the best point that I've heard about Russia is that there is this general freak out going on about Russia right now and and some of it I think is warranted because you know nobody knows what the hell's going on in Donald's mind you know most of the time but uh there there's the simple fact that the, what was going on during the cold war was that you had U.S. and Russian troops in very close quarters in a lot of different places around the world. And a lot of reason that the Cold War ended was because Russia just couldn't afford to do that anymore. And they were going bankrupt. And since Putin took over, Russia's economy has lost a lot of the gains that they made during the, d- during the real true democracy years. So Russia's economy is kind of in the shitter right now and it it's even though that's not what they want you to believe. And they can't really afford to go back to the, the cold war levels. So in a sense that we may that the idea that we would go back to really being in a full on cold war, like we were, it's kind of a reach. At least that's what I think, but it's still scary.
0: Well, one, I do want, I want to correct one of the statements there. So, because I, Russia, the Russian people had a legitimate frustration with the way that their stint with democracy went. Right, so Russia basically turned into a kleptocracy, um, and there was a lot of thievery, a lot of bribing, and it went it went bad. Their economy was not doing good under democracy. Putin took over, and oil went gangbusters. Right. And that's where Russia's economy did well was because of the oil and then oil tanked and now their economy has gone to the shitter. And that's where you see suddenly Putin doing all of these things internationally because he's trying to get people's focus away from that and build up national pride in this glorious power of Russia. But it's all a big facade. It's
1: all just a Uh, big
0: facade. Russia, big facade. It is. Russia is not a superpower. The Soviet union was a superpower and Russia has some remnants of that military might mainly in the form of their nuclear arsenal, but they are a regional power at this point, a big regional power but a regional power. This is not the United States. This is not China. And that's one of the reasons why Russia, Trump making all these moves to befriend Russia. Well, one, I am all for a better relationship with them, but we do not have that much to gain from a better relationship with them. They don't have a whole lot to offer us. Um, So sure, let's try not to be antagonistic, great But we don't need to give much with Russia We don't need to give at all, hardly, with Russia One, because we've had two straight presidents who tried to do that, right? Who tried to have this nice relationship with Putin And it bit both of them So while I'm all for it, it does appear that sometimes I think Rex Tillerson knows what he's doing and he knows exactly how to handle Russia, right? I don't think that Trump does. Um, so, yes, I would agree that it is worrisome, the things that he's doing, but we don't need to overstate Russia's power. And we don't, Trump does not need to overestimate what he has to gain from building a relationship with them. He has far more to gain by building a solid relationship with China.
1: When she doesn't really seem all that interested. And unfortunately,
0: but. he seems... Right. And unfortunately, he seems to be focused on the opposite.
1: While we're talking about the opposite, first of all, that was excellent from an exe- from a much better summation of the argument than mine. So, thumbs up. Nice job. Uh, much more interesting to me... Not more interesting, but more... I I don't know, along the same antagonistic lines. There is a senator in Mexico who is proposing, uh, with quite a lot of support, a bill to shift Mexican corn purchases away from America to South America. All in response to Trump's mouth. Uh, This has some leverage and could be a thing. Uh, And it could be a big thing. Because one of the largest purchasers of American corn is Mexico. And that could really hurt the American farm industry if Mexico quits buying corn from us. All because Trump is talking shit about Mexico.
0: Did Trump win yes. Iowa?
1: No, not in, in the, the primary. Uh, yeah, Cruz I
0: won. if they knew.
1: Cruz won Iowa.
0: Cruz won in the primary. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, I wonder if they knew that when they plumbed for Trump. I think everybody when, just assumes um, that
1: Mexico has nothing to offer and that Mexico is this awful... Because I, I really legitimately think that the bulk of conservatives hear Mexico, they think Tijuana, they think drugs, and they think Mexicans coming across the border because Mexico City is a Mexico is a horrible place and no one ever wants to live there. And there aren't actual people who live there. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah, Cheap labor it's, it's just drug lords and people working for 10 cents an hour and everyone is ter- terribly unhappy, which couldn't be further from the truth.
0: Yeah, we send a lot of they buy a lot of our stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of our stuff. So, uh, well, obviously, that would be heartbreaking for uh, Iowa farmers and everyone else who does corn. Um, if that happened, that said, uh, if I was a Mexican legislator, I would be doing exactly what he's doing. So, no, I'm not faulting them for it. I don't blame them. I, you know, yeah. All all I can hope is that more of these sorts of threats will get made and things will be made clear. All that we have to lose from cutting free trade and all this stuff will start to become clear, clearer and clearer for the general public so that our senators and representatives will fight against Trump's agenda.
1: And maybe take away his Twitter account because I think he's done most of this damage with Mexico exclusively over Twitter.
0: Well, you know, you know our, our senators or our senators and, and representatives don't have that power. So uh,
1: yeah, and unfortunately, they just really didn't envision that when they wrote and, the Constitution. It's weird. And you can't, yeah,
0: you can't really, you can't really <laughs> impeach for that one. So hopefully, we'll find Excessible.
1: something. We'll call it the social media amendment to the Constitution. Oh my God, yeah. the Facebook law. Uh, okay, so we got we got time for one more topic. We can go back over the healthcare debate, or we can do deregulation. Your call. Let's do the healthcare debate. The healthcare debate. So, ten days. When was this last? Early last. Early last week. Ten, ten days. By the time you hear this, it will have been a couple weeks ago. But there were there was this great debate on CNN between Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders about healthcare. If you have not watched it, it was outstanding. It's one of the first times that I can remember. Two sitting senators, former presidential candidates, who have no reason to bash each other personally in order to win an office, and actually had to sit down and legitimately have a discussion about an issue. I thought it was great. I did. How much of it did you watch? Did you Did you watch a fair amount of it at least?
0: Yeah, I watched a good chunk, and it was it was it was lovely. And there are not a lot of times I like Ted Cruz, and maybe that's because I don't get to see him in this format enough. Um, and he does himself, if this is the way he actually is, then he does himself a disservice, uh, by the way that he, his antics in the Senate and, and in the, and, and in the press, uh, he needs to do more things like this because this was very likable and very enjoyable. And I, you know, and I agree with him for the most part. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm a conservative, so this is most of the things that he said, I was saying, they're going, yes, right on. Exactly. Right. Truth. So
1: Yeah, I I I I am I I am far enough out of it now that I still feel kind of icky about the fact that I almost found myself liking Ted on a couple of occasions during the time that I watched. I I still don't like him, but I I, I found myself agreeing with him more than I agreed with Bernie. Because in the end it Bernie <laughs> you know the the thing but the, at the same time, the thing that's great about Bernie is Bernie Bernie sticks to his guns. He knows what he wants and he does not falter back on it. He wants Medicare for all. period. He wants fully socialized medicine. That's what he's after. and he doesn't flinch from that point. I don't never have never fought thought fully single payer is necessarily. A great thing because I I do think that it is important to have options choice when it comes to your healthcare to a certain extent. But while I don't want the government running healthcare completely, I also don't want insurance companies running healthcare completely. And I am baffled by the idea or the implication that what we had pre. ACA was lots of choices and this great magical fairyland where all healthcare was phenomenal and nothing was going wrong until the black men got elected and fucked it all up, which is not the way it was at all. Uh, you know, it would, uh, the healthcare system was busted. We'd been talking about the healthcare system being busted for like 30 years, running up to when Barack Obama got elected and he came in and he tried to fix it and he didn't fix everything. But he did fix some things. And I, you know, but we were getting back to, at times, we were getting back to more of a middle ground under what Cruz was saying. So, but the, the one topic that we, we talked about quite a lot in that show that was really outstanding that you didn't hear was, was whether or not the idea that, because the thing that Bernie hits on over and over and over again is this idea that health care is a right. And that's where a lot of people on the left wanted think that they that they finally have secured the moral high ground from conservatives and to say we believe that healthcare is a right and conservatives don't. So let's just talk about that statement, healthcare as a right. You have a right to healthcare. Same as you have a right to free speech and right to bear arms and trial by jury and blah blah blah, you have a right to healthcare. Go.
0: Well, one, I do want to make clear is when it comes to single-payer, I'm not anti-single-payer. Uh, I, I like, I think single-payer would be better than anything that we have had in, in my lifetime, right? It would be better than the way the healthcare system was before Obamacare, and it would be better than Obamacare. Um, do I think that's the best solution? No. I think the best solution is what you've talked about as a hybrid. I like the things that Rand Paul has put out. I like Uh, in the sense of the HSA accounts for everyone with $1,000 a year put into them. I like what Ryan has talked about with uh, tax credits based on age instead of means in order to avoid people getting stuck in the welfare trap. And I liked a lot of the things that Cruz talked about. But I'm not anti-single-payer. That said, um, this idea of healthcare as a right, I I do not agree with. Uh, I think that Cruz is very much correct when he talks about the idea of that you have a right to access uh, to health care. And, you know, Bernie, of course, responds with the idea that, well, you can have the right. You can have the right to access to own a Trump mansion, but you're never going to be able to because you're not rich. And it's a fair point. But that said. You can have a right, a fundamental right to not have things taken away from you. I have a fundamental right to my freedom of speech not being taken away from me. I have a fundamental right to my life not being taken away from me. But it becomes a whole other story when you try try to talk about as a right, something that someone else has to provide for you. This doctor, this other free person must give me health care. This hospital, this other, this free organ- corporate organization must provide something for me. I think that idea gets dangerous. Um, now, is it safe to say that in a society of our level, like the United States, that you know we should be able to say that our government should make sure that we have this? because we as a society have produced the United States of America, which has the financial capability to do such a thing. Sure. And I would completely agree with that, but this is not a fundamental personal right on the same level that freedom of speech is.
1: I I mean, I, I, I think I, I, I agree with that statement in that sense. I, I don't know that you can put, I don't know that you can rewrite, you know, the bill of rights and, and include healthcare right alongside all that other stuff. I think that's going, that's a little bit of a bridge too far for me. I don't know that I, that I see that, but the reason that we're having to have this discussion, because I do think that Bernie is, I I, I agree very much with his statement that access means squat if you can't afford it. And, 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 and that's the problem is that the playing field has gotten tilted much too far in the opposite direction and that doesn't mean that we need to tilt it all the way back in the other direction we just need to find a way to level it off some and we haven't we we still haven't fully achieved that i don't think because you know i mean obviously when you've got when you've got drug control or you know drug companies completely out of control with their pricing because that, to me, is that—that that is an example of what happens when you allow uh, corporations anything that they want. Because they can always do that, and if given the option, they will do that. You know, to just blow their their pricing out of the water the way that they have. Because their response is, "What we can see, it costs that." Price of that drug went up eight cents. Obviously, we had to raise the price $9,000. What? And there's no, you know, we haven't, I, I just, the right mechanisms don't exist to balance those scales out a little bit. And I think that that's the point that Bernie is at least trying to make, but then Bernie, I think, wants to just tilt it way in the other the other direction. And I I, I don't know that it's, it's a right, but I do think the question is legitimate is, do we as a society have the responsibility to provide care for everyone if they are ill? And yes, I think that we should be doing that. You know, it's, it's only, you know, I, I think that that's only that that's, that's a basic thing that we ought to be doing. Um, But we haven't figured out the right mix of, options as to how to pay for that right now. And I while, I while I don't want to go back to where we were, I don't necessarily want to go even further in the direction that we're headed. And I do think there's got, obviously, there has to be some balancing out because Cruz made an excellent point that I actually was able to verify. Everybody talks about uh, corporate profits from insurance companies and how they were way out of control pre-ACA. They've doubled since the ACA. Corporate profits in like 2009 or something at the insurance level, health insurance company levels, Cruz quoted the, I think it was health insurance companies. uh, Their profits were at something like eight or nine billion for an industry. They're up at 15 or 16 billion now.
0: For the 10 major companies, And that's, and that's the issue, you know, we, and we can, we can touch briefly on deregulation, I guess, because that's, that's part of the issue with government regulation is that the big companies can handle it. They can hire the lawyers, they can find the loopholes, they can synergy and all the other corporate terms in order to make it work. But the smaller ones can't. And that's what we're running into is a lot of these smaller ones that Obama tried to get up and running and encouraged to get going have failed. And so consumers are being provided with fewer and fewer options by those companies that are big enough to handle it.
1: Yeah. And those companies are are getting, again, we we talked a lot about uh, this whole idea of antitrust laws and do we have them or don't we anymore? And the is well, no, obviously we don't. I mean, we have them, we just don't do anything with them. Uh, you know, because these are the only ones that are left over. You know, I guess to a certain extent, because they they can't. You know, uh, uh, you know they. I guess because they can't navigate the regulations. I th- I thought one of the one of one of the really interesting exchanges out of that was from a, a woman in Texas who runs uh, a, a a string of Hair salons, Fantastic Sam's hair salons, uh, which are, she's a franchisee for Fantastic Sam's. She's got five. She's at the that point of 45, 46 employees, wanted to buy more, was going to have to, that would have put her over the edge of having 50 employees and which would have meant that she had to provide healthcare for her people. So... Which would have cut into her profit margins and actually made it cost her money to open more stores and employ more people. Again, God love Bernie. He didn't beat around the bush. He looked right at her and said, "Well, yeah, I'm sorry. At 50 people, you should be employed. You should be providing healthcare." Tough. Uh, <laughs> again, you got some. At some level, you got to love the guy for sticking to his guns. Um,
0: yeah, but I mean, says says the man who's never run a company who's never owned a business, who's never been in that, you know, and that's just a lack of personal experience that would lead him to say such a thing.
1: Well, yeah, to, I'm, I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, again, I'm not necessarily agreeing with him, but again, that's, that's where I get fuzzy because, you know, yeah, she's right that that's not a fair thing, but as a society, we have placed the burden on businesses to provide health care. an enormous mistake. And if the, And if the government won't do it, but then we have businesses that won't do it. Well, then what the hell are we going to do?
0: And I think the answer is the ideas that Rand Paul and Speaker Ryan and Cruz put forward. And I would argue that when Cruz is talking about access to health care, I think what's in there is this idea that access to health care means access to affordable health care. Um. And I think as a society, and again, I I don't know, I would be sketched on even calling that a right in the very broad sense, but certainly, you know, you use the term responsibility, which I I think is the best, is a a very good term for this situation. Our government, our society, because of the way that we've developed, because we're a first world country, absolutely has the responsibility to make sure that our citizens have access to affordable health care.
1: Yeah, and the ability to you know because again it's not you know I I you know it's it's one of those sort of basic things that 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 again that bothers me about it what bothers me about people on the left is pushing this as a right that only the, something the government only the government can provide, but then people on the far right who want to insist that no no one can ever have anything to do with it and and pushing this idea that that I'm not responsible for taking care of that stuff while at the same time throwing out all these Christian values at me as though, because they have all these Christian values, they have the moral high ground, but then you have this basic thing that, you know, to me, one of the basic tenets is, you know, how are we looking after, you know, the last, the lost, and the least. And, Well, you're not willing to do that, you know, because this is a pretty basic thing to me from a, I don't know about a right standpoint, but again, I think as a responsibility, I think we have a responsibility to do that. And, uh, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know? Uh, and I, I think, as you've said several times, we really screwed up by putting the burden on businesses to provide healthcare for people,
0: which in fairness at the time businesses asked for. Because at the time it was cheaper than paying the wages. So while absolutely I'll lay it at the feet of the government at this point that they should have fixed this by now, businesses did do it to themselves. They wanted it because it was cheaper, and now it's far more expensive and it's biting them in the ass.
1: Yeah, it is. And you know, we still, even though we've been having this conversation about fixing the damn healthcare system since the day I was born, uh, I, uh, you know, but since before I was born, uh, we're still not really. But at the same time, I give Obama credit for actually trying to do it.
0: He did. And I will stand by. I've said it a thousand times the Affordable Care Act needed to be passed. Absolutely could have been better sure but it needed to be passed and it's good that it was and now it's we're we're continuing to fix the problem obamacare is better than what we had and hopefully what we comes next will be even better than obamacare
1: that's yeah exactly that's the best we can hope for so all right well that's all we got Go watch regardless. Follow that up. Go watch it. That, that, that debate is available in several places online. Go watch it. It's really worth your time. And I really hope that CNN will continue to do stuff like that because that was that was very 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 good. Um, and and I I like the way they handled that. So anyhow, all right. Well, that's 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 our show. We'll get to deregulation next week. Uh, have you anything else? No,
0: absolutely not. Take us out with something cool.
1: Okay. So, uh, according to a couple of different nonpartisan, non government agencies, uh, in 2005, uh, the, or rather, under the uh, Clean Power Plan, the 32 by 2030 headline target meant that we were going to reduce our, the power sector was going to shrink its carbon footprint by 32% from 2005 levels by 2030. We have already shrunk that footprint. By 24%. So, in 2017, we are more than 75% to our goal. That we were supposed to hit. Not for another 13 years. So, a little bit of good environmental news for all of you out there panicking over what, in God's name, Trump is going to do to the EPA. Uh, And for all of you who say that we just can't do anything about any of the problems that are going on in the environment. Bullshit. Because, clearly, if we put our minds to it, we can't.
0: That is very cool. Thank you. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We will look forward to talking to you next week. Check us out on Twitter. I'm at LibCon Matt. Tim is at LibCon Tim. Have an outstanding week. We'll talk to you soon.